0: What's up, ACL Nation? Welcome in to another episode of Baggin' and Braggin'. It's episode number 40, Mish. I know some of the other shows are hitting the milestones. This is a pretty big one for us, though. Episode 40. Um, no opens or anything going on this weekend, but we do have an exciting tournament coming up this weekend. I'll be making my way to the Battle of the Queens. So we're going to bring on a couple guests. We got Amanda and Brad, and then we're going to bring on Frank Verona, one of my sponsored players, um, rookie to the ACL Pro season this year also got our game and then we're going to bring back a little mindset with Mish for this uh, episode. So uh, before we get into all that though Mish how you doing?
1: Pretty good can't complain. Um, We're recording this on Halloween so excited to take uh, Realm Trick-or-Treating tonight and do all the Halloween stuff. Uh, Yeah my uh, would you rather that we do later in the game is going to Be about that, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on some of that. But uh, definitely an exciting day, huh?
0: So is mine.
1: So is yours. Oh my god! What if it's the same?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Orange show content overload.
1: That would be pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I've been on. I've been on the phone or on calls, or even doing interviews the entire day. So I mean, it's been. A pretty jam-packed morning for me, but I'd rather get out of the way early. That way, I can just focus on driving tomorrow. I know we got another call, I think, like 3 o'clock. But those calls in the middle of the day when you're on the road, they're welcomed. They're a nice little break of pace, you know, get away from podcasts and music. So I'm looking forward to that. But kind of got a lot to brag about me, so let's go ahead and hop into the bragging segment. Okay. Um, Hey, I'm
1: excited for it.
0: Well, the first one's already kind of given away. If you look on the screen, you can see I have been claimed. I've been talking about it for a while. The first team that gives me a hat, I will be their ACL team, you know, <laughs> biggest fan. So Jeremy Fraser this last weekend hooked it up with a Florida freeze hat. So surprise, surprise, I'm going back to rooting for the Florida freeze for the 2024 season.
1: Yeah, well, shocking. I'm glad yeah. you got your hat. You were at a tizzy about it. So uh, glad to see that was rectified.
0: Yeah, I don't know who picked all white, though, because you can't see it from this angle, but right here at the very top. You know, I put it on the dash and then we pulled out of the parking lot, and then the hat fell off the dash right on the floorboard. And there's like a little scuff right <laughs> on the top. Not like, to imagine, forest.
1: like I mean, not to mention if you get like sweaty, like you're gonna yeah. have to be yellow lines, like well, or the
0: bags, you know, you pick the bags up and you adjust your hat, yeah. it's gonna be like pine tar. But either way, I, I'm appreciative of the hat. Uh, we had a chance to open up the bar this last weekend, so Cornhole Central was underway. It was kind of a soft opening, you know, they didn't have their liquor license, but overall, I think the bar looks amazing. I was ecstatic with how the boards turned out. The boards are amazing. Um, the banner is gigantic. So I that. Um, I, yeah, I'm really, really happy with that. We still got pitch pads coming. We kind of had like a little knockoff first support there, but I think it provides a really, really cool feel. So once we put the mats and stuff on top of that, I think it'd look really, really nice. And then um, uh, my boy, Matt Merkel from Merck boards, he came down, gave us like one of these neat, like a sign it's kind of backlit with led lights. i I think I showed it to you, but it was really, really cool how it turned out, and we got that hung up, so we're waiting for the jerseys to come in. We'll have like our own little section of selling uh, the merchandise there for the website with a little QR code. You just basically scan your phone on it. It takes you right there, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool how this bar is going to turn out. I like how they're, they're just going right into the tournament. There's no rounders. So I don't know how your regionals play out.
1: Oh. Uh, I
0: rounders into it. Yeah. I don't like doing rounders for a division. You get to go right into it, but he's got it staggered. So basically you can do intermediate one day. And then if you want to try advanced later on in the same day, you can do that. And then you can come back the next day and try comp. So I think it's like staggered. Hmm. You can do, if you're an intermediate player, you can play in all four divisions the way it's stacked. It's really, really cool.
1: Okay. Interesting. Uh, I,
0: I got a chance to play in comp advanced and open this last weekend. Um, and I guess I'll go ahead and start my bragging with Blake uh, Shirtliff with a huge carry of your boy. So <laughs> I was uh, pretty much dead weight, and he just drugged me all the way to the finals. Of course, we you know we lose game one. We had the king seat, Nish. Wow. We lose, we lose game one, of course. Actually, I don't know. Do we have king seat? Either way. Why game do you say
1: two, of course, just because it's canine. It's K-9. It's always going yeah. to game two. Okay, got it. Uh,
0: so I don't know if we had the king seat. I can't remember. Um, but either way. Game two, I finally showed up. I shined, <laughs> and uh, we. Ended when it up matters the most. Yeah. So, uh, and by shining, I mean I did well for my skill level. Yeah. Uh, you played. You but, played uh, your
1: close to your ceiling. Got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we took down the open blind draw. So I got wow. my open points and doubles out of the way. It's my first open dub of the year. Hopefully, I'll get plenty more as my skill progresses throughout. And then, uh, didn't do well in advance. Went zero and two there. I went one and two, but. I was just done. Was <laughs> beat. Yeah. I already
1: shined, okay? <laughs> well, you got to
0: keep in mind, my birthday was Thursday. So right. we had the tournament at the bar Thursday. I said, I'm going to do one shot. Everybody pick your shot. We'll do it all at the same time. Well, you know, party bus full of girls show up. I have to go inside to see what's going on. So t- I'll do a shot real quick. So the bartender <laughs> knows I'm only doing one shot, right? It's like this big. And she's like, well, you said you're only doing one. I was like.
1: One equals three. Yeah. So I was
0: like, okay, I'll do it. Like chug, 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 chug. I was like, that's not a shot. That's
1: a martini, but thank yeah. you. So
0: did that one, of course. One led to like five more. Oh, And then okay. next thing you know, six o'clock in the morning comes way too early the next day. So yeah, I was just exhausted. Oh and then God. I was kind of disappointed in my comp performance. We made it all the way to the king seat match, lost that one. And then lost the next match after it. My boy Patty P. I'm gonna brag on him. He's one of these guys who would pick me up, take me to the airport last year, and said, Hey, I think I'm gonna play Cornhole. I think it's kind of fun. I said, Dude, come on out, we'd love to have you. And he started playing about a year and a half ago, and he was he was lights out. He was probably the best player in the building. So I was really happy to see him finally break it the, you know, break over that hump and get himself a dub. So nice. Shout out to him.
1: I love it. Hey, yep. that's a great little uh bragging section there. Mine yeah. is not as as uh juicy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to play Cornhole on Friday. Um it's been a while since I've gone and, and done a tournament uh because we obviously don't have our venue and then the yep. the club that does the club in town that meets on Friday nights during the summer, they do it outside at this river. And I refuse to go because it's either too hot, too cold, or too many mosquitoes. It's dirt everywhere, and people love it, and that's great. It is not my scene, and I refuse to go. So last week, they moved back into the indoor uh, room that they have that they use in the other seasons, so I went, and uh, yeah, felt good to get out there and play. Nothing really changes. You know, I probably only play cornhole a couple times a month, uh, and it's like I don't get worse. I don't get better, yeah. obviously, but I don't yeah. get worse. So I feel like I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of proud to like maintain my like five and a half to six and a half PPR. But, you know, for only throwing a couple times a month, I'm like, yeah, that seems about right.
0: That's <laughs> kind of how I it feel. Like. I be. I'm so happy that my airmail, I'm hitting like 60 to 70% of my airmails. I'm just not hitting any of my pushes and I'm not hitting any of my back blocks.
1: Yep. So like
0: my opponents only score Five six times on me but it's almost guaranteed they're at least getting one or two fives out of you know whenever yeah. they do score it's a big so score yeah. yeah but i mean there's there was times where i played one guy um and he put up a blocker 90 percent. i think we only lasted 10 rounds and he put up a blocker first bag blocker like every single time like, and then there's a situation probably five times where i had to hit a backside ridiculous airmail to only give up one point and i would hit it We're like round seven or eight. And like, it's only five to three. Yeah. And and I'm, I lose. I go back and look at that match. I'm like, how did I lose 23 to three?
1: What (laughs) happened? (laughs) I was
0: killing it with the airmail. And he's like, dude, I didn't, he's like, you had me nervous because my blocker wasn't doing anything against you. You're just so confident in your mail. And I said, dude, I had no idea that like you, you just got away from me. You just scored big points, I guess. And yeah. I, I left that match. I was really, really happy. And I went back and look at the stats. I'm like, I scored three points. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you did I'm a lot so- of saving I did. yourself,
1: but not a lot of scoring. <laughs> oh, I felt so good <laughs> for that. That'll happen. I felt so yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, you kept you kept yourself in the game, probably, you know, beyond a three round thing that it could have there yeah. was one game where I go, I go, Hey Nick, look. I threw a nine PPR. He's like, what? I'm like, yep, it was two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw a four bagger in my first round. And then whatever you throw after that, that equals an average of nine. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know. Is that like a six or a seven? I'm not sure. But I, I was like, six, go- right? yeah, going in strong <laughs> with my nine PPR with this two round game. Um, so I was happy with that. But uh, I'll, I'll talk forget- about it.
0: I'll never forget one time. I'm sorry, real quick. We went to a fair and it was like we did rounders. People don't know how to play cornhole. They show up and they play too. And yeah. I threw a four bagger. My first round scored 10. And then my partner <laughs> threw a four bagger back down, scored 11. The game was over oh eight God. bags. I was like, I don't know. They're how never going to come back. This. You ruined it. <laughs> perfect game (laughs) woohoo
1: yeah I scored a (laughs) a perfect game but people you threw against are like I'll never come to this again this is stupid (laughs) I'll talk about more about what happened on Friday night in my uh, floor bagger of the week so you can look forward to that but uh, for now we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and do our first interview right after this All right, Wally, I know this is one of your uh, sponsor players, so I'll let you intro him and in. Tell us about who we're going to be talking to.
0: Yeah, this uh, tall feller here is one of the most fun players you guys are going to watch all season. I just love his personality. Um, kind of came on the scenes last year near the end of the season for me, but the name was there all year long. People have been talking about this guy, and I'm glad I finally got to take a peek at him um, in one of his battles against Matt Guy. It was just a all all-around brawl. But uh, happy to have this guy in my squad. Let's go ahead and bring on Frank Verona.
1: Welcome. Hey, Frank.
2: Hello. Thank what you, What up, Matt. dude? What up?
1: He looks very, like, in the Halloween spirit right now. You're kind of like a purple or bluish hue.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I have uh, a... nephew is just playing Minecraft in here, and I have, like, the background of it. So... It's, and I'm, like, have my phone set on my TV, so that's...
0: <laughs> is that what the music is? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we've ever been music serenaded by players before.
2: Oh,
1: wow. I, yeah, that's new. <laughs> right, Minecraft. Uh that's a that's a big game in my house. My son loves Minecraft. Yesterday he built a boat. It's very impressive. Uh well, yeah. love it.
2: Hey, I'm trying to teach I'm trying to teach my nephew. It's it's not the easiest, but something I got to do.
0: <laughs> <All> right, <so laughs> for sure let's, let's talk about your bag life for a little bit man you finally made it to the pro division um how do you think last year went and what are you looking for, for this year
2: um i mean i'd say last year was nothing i expected i was going into it just trying to get top 100 to be honest and then just over time i kept going to a bunch of tournaments and stuff and then once so i'm going to vegas this weekend for bag mania and last year jimmy asked me to play on like a day's notice and it like once like he asked me, it hit me. I was like, I could actually like do this. And we actually went really far. We got third place overall, losing to Tony and Jacob and Trey and Alex. And I was like competing with them. And it was like it like hit me. I was like, all right, I could do this. I mapped out the rest of the tournaments I had to go to and mapped out my points that I had to get. And we did it, you know. It's awesome. I mean, and this year I'm I don't even know. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, you know obviously maybe a little nervous, but once I get the reps in, it'll be, I'll be fine. It's not anybody I haven't played before.
1: It's kind of a unique thing, right? Like some of the pros, I feel like go in with the attitude of, I can beat anybody. I can do this. I'm the best kind of mentality. Then there's the people who are like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like we'll have to see. And then as they start winning, they're like, oh, maybe I am like really good. <laughs> like, maybe I can actually do this. So I, I think it's funny to have those two kind of conflicting paths. But um, how do you feel like that level of confidence has played into your game now that you beat people that maybe you walked over to the boards and didn't know you would beat?
2: Yeah, I definitely have mentally defeated myself before I've walked up to boards, like, especially like Wisconsin when I was basically put my name out there. I was like, I am am not making it out of this quarter. And then, like, just as I was throwing, I learned more and more mentally about myself each game and stuff. And once I got past it, the pressure was off and I just got through it. And it's definitely helped me knowing that I could really compete against all those really good players.
0: Yeah, and speaking of those really good players, I mean, do you guys have like a skinny group chat where you, Brady Foster, and Jimmy Unans just decide who's going to throw with each other? Because I mean, yes, <laughs> they're all you guys are all pushing about a buck fifteen, it looks like, and just throwing nothing but tens and above. So. Yeah. Uh, man. I, how are you, how is it basically getting mentored? I guess by Jimmy to kind of go through uh, through the ranks because I mean, I was looking for a player in the Northeast. I wanted to make sure I had somebody. I couldn't afford Jimmy Unans. So he's he's big time now. Uh, but your name is one that just continued to come up, man. So I mean, talk about all the support, I mean, basically from Jimmy and Tornado and all them.
2: No, they they've definitely helped and they've put a lot of they put trust in me, which means a lot because I know Jimmy's pretty picky about partners and stuff. So being a part of it, as you know, makes me makes me feel good about myself in a sense. But all all the people in the Northeast, like literally everybody, anybody that can't throw a bag, and everybody that I played, they're all amazing people and they have all had my back through everything I've been like every game I've played and just meeting a bunch of all these people is is awesome and it really yeah that's all I can really say it's awesome
1: is that like a theme or a pattern that you've noticed about yourself like your personality where you don't have like a hundred percent belief in yourself and then when somebody kind of acknowledges it it's it sort of puts it in perspective for you or is that just a cornhole thing
2: I don't I don't really know I feel <clears throat> there's sometimes like like one. Well, it depends on the day I guess one day I feel like I'm gonna lose every game I play and then others I feel like untouchable I really don't know how to describe it but it's yeah it just depends on the day
1: that would be nice to figure out.
2: <laughs> like out.
0: <laughs> playing the rest of your day if you know you don't have it early. Just like, hey, right? we're going to go eat dinner. We're, we're talking about everything started yet. Well, I know what I'm going to do. I
1: already know. <laughs> no. Yeah, but has that ever turned around? Like we're like, this isn't my day, but then it becomes your day, or is that pretty much like what happens if that's where your mind's at?
2: Yeah, probably. Probably yesterday, the other day, I played in the, the the regional tornadoes regional, and I was just completely just out of it, and I was mentally just checked out but i was just chucking like with no thought and i ended up actually like winning it and i was like you know interesting
1: not thinking is pretty nice
2: (laughs) it depends honestly it does help sometimes sometimes i really got to think and sometimes like i don't it depends
0: yeah well one thing i love about you is your personality man whenever you guys were playing i think it was teams and you and I think it was Sorrells were just up there having a good time. You were throwing over your head backwards, you just under your legs, whatever you were doing from your knees. I mean, you're having a good time and then kind of looking about this whole uh, court measurement thing from last weekend. And then, you know, your your response, I think it was to Logan or somebody in the chat was just like, just be like me. Don't make it to the championship match. Not a problem. Boom.
2: Literally. <laughs>
0: Your nonchalant attitude, man, is what I think keeps it fun for you. So, I mean, on a scale of basically trying to win all the time and have fun, where, what do you, how do you, how do you scale it?
2: Um, hmm, it's a good question because I, I don't, I don't really want to take like how I like feel in like inside because I want to win really bad, like inside. But like at the end of the day, like it is hole like I'm not gonna get into a fight with people over it. it's it's a thing where everyone comes together and has a good time so I mean I it's it's a good balance but I do really want to win yeah.
1: so how how do you manage losses like what's what happens for you both internally and ex- externally
2: probably throw my arm out literally <laughs> go back onto a board and throw it and figure it out otherwise and I ain't gonna win
0: Yeah. Are you a player that likes to go practice in between games and rounds and stuff like that, or do you kind of sit and watch your opponents? Or
2: I'm definitely throw, throw, throw. Like, I'll probably throw like probably 400 rounds in a day. Like at a tournament. Like anytime I'm not playing, I'm trying to throw on a board. Like I've had people say like you're crazy.
0: (laughs) I just can't do it.
1: Well, he's a little (laughs) younger than us, Wally.
2: That's
0: a good point. Good point.
1: (laughs) I think that helps with endurance. And I always tell people too, you know, who talk about endurance, a lot of that fatigue comes from overthinking. So like, if you are able to just kind of throw your bag and go with the flow, you're going to conserve a lot of energy. Um, Even if you're physically using your arm, um, it's actually the mental power that's the most draining. So you might have something there when when you just sort of go and throw. Uh, But I think age has a lot to do with it too. And, And speaking of age, you know, that's, that's a big, conversation in our sport is the youth and how they're coming up and, and playing the, this certain style of game um so what are your opinions about the different styles of play and and how do you play against the different styles
2: um it's it's a it's interesting you know i don't really playing the kids is not my favorite thing and be honest especially when they're screaming every time they make a big shot because then the, then then that's when the heart starts going boom but bo, 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 bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh it's 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 interesting.
0: And you're but not an earbuds guy, right?
2: Sometimes, yeah, sometimes no. Usually when I wear earbuds, I put too much pressure on myself. That's when things go south. Interesting. But often it's screaming in my ear, then I want to have headphones on. I don't know, it depends yeah. on the mindset that day.
0: Yeah, and then I'm not sure if I had a chance to talk about what bags are you throwing this year and uh, what do you what kind of goals do you have for you and yourself and your partner?
2: Um, I'm throwing brotherhood, wingmen and mm-hmm. guardian, probably. Yeah. maybe steel reigns, who knows, honestly, at this point, it depends on the board, but I definitely definitely want to do good things, you know, to strive for the best. that's really all I can do. And as long as I throw good and I mean, if people throw better than me, then so be it. I'm gonna be be mad, but what am I gonna do about it?
1: That's definitely the right attitude to have because you can only control yourself, right? So if someone yeah. is just lights out that day. You know, there's, if their ceiling beats your ceiling, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if,
2: my, if my partner throws a four PPR, what am I going to do? I can only. Yeah. Absolutely. make fun of them instead.
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Frank, it's been awesome getting to chat with you. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and uh, spending time with us. And we'll definitely uh, look out for your season. So, so good luck so out there.
2: I'm honored. All right. Yeah. Thanks, brother.
1: All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have our next guest on right after this. We're back and we have another awesome interview here for you. And Wally, I'll let you take this one as well since you went out and made this happen. So tell us who we're going to be talking to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're all kind of busy. This lady is extremely busy. So I'm happy that she's able to share a few moments with us here between, you know, putting on a tournament and sponsoring a whole bunch of players and then having a wedding. So I figure she's got a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and bring on Amanda Kurth now.
3: Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Hi. Good. Hope you guys are.
0: Yeah, really good. It's actually gonna take me a while to get used to seeing Kurth. I was like... I know, I, know. I, was, I was like, what?
3: In my name, I <laughs> typed in Amanda Hill first. I was like, oh, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> I had to back on up.
1: So d- did you already get married, Amanda?
3: Yes, um, September 30th. Oh,
1: we well, yeah. congratulations. Thank
3: you, thank you.
0: There's Very a lucky man there.
3: Um, he's not. Well, I think he just got up? home, but um, we're trying okay. to get ready for uh, Halloween and stuff. Gotcha. So he's yeah, so he done. was,
0: he was going to join it's us at ready. first as well, but yeah, big tournament coming up this weekend. I imagine you guys are absolutely swamped and busy. Um, I'm kind of doing the same thing here at this. So kind of talk a little bit about the tournament this weekend and everything that involved is involved on your end to make it happen.
3: Well, for starters, it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> Getting um, sponsors—that's the main thing. Like, I always try to start early with getting sponsors and that. I mean, I'm sure I don't know if you got. Well, Wally, you know you've been getting sponsors for Canine, so mm-hmm. it's hard to do that. That's like my first and foremost step that I try to do, try to knock out first. But I was just trying to go back through and like look at my numbers as far as how many people we've had from our first tournament to the second tournament, and then this year. But unfortunately, our first tournament, we ran with ScoreHolio, so I can't even find the numbers of that. But I'm pretty sure we had less than 200 people, I want to say, because I know singles was like maybe 150. I can't remember. But then last year, we had 256 singles and 128 doubles um, teams signed up. And then this year, we have... Two hundred and seventy two singles and hundred and fifty four doubles. so awesome. it's just
1: like continuously um, growing. So I'm I love very excited that. about that and happy. <laughs> yeah, I love that and for those of you who don't know, Battle of the Queens is it's it's a women's tournament, so it's cool to see the growth. Um, and it's, and I think that, you know, I, I run these women retreats every year and it's, it's amazing how much the women get out of being in these environments with women like playing against and then, and they all come on to, uh, talk about battle of the Queens and how kind of magical (laughs) it is really like truly what you're doing. So, um, it's just really cool. So what made you come up with the vision for this?
3: So back in COVID, um, I started running ghost games, so I think, I don't know if I was the first, do you remember the ghost games that I did? I, I don't want to say, I don't think I was the first person to start the ghost games, but um, I did a women's only one. And with that, I got, I think I got almost 200 women to sign up for that. And um, Sandy was helping me with that at the time, too. So we were like, well, if we can get women to show up for the ghost game, maybe we can turn this into something in person. Like maybe women will want to travel to it. So once, you know, COVID got done, you know, everybody was able to go back to their lives. Um, We started planning the Battle of the Queens. And we, I mean, we were kind of skeptical. We didn't really think that many people were going to come. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, women were signing up, we were getting registrations. And it was just like, I mean, even at the time to get a hundred, we well, over a hundred women to show up to North Carolina. That was a huge ac- accomplishment. Like, cause it was my first big, it Was I think it was my only tournament that I've ever ran like, um, and put together.
0: Do you have so a breakdown of like how many from each state?
3: um so not last year but this year involved? um so this year uh, so north carolina being obviously the most uh what do you call it most uh Attent- attendees um it's like almost it's under a little under 50 but i want to try to show this graph i don't
1: know if you can really see it or not but
3: it's kind of hard to see but so yeah I we, can, put that we can see that
1: we just got released the numbers, so I'm sure yeah, I'm assuming that so, tallest one is the is North Carolina.
3: Yes, yeah, So we got. Um, let me see. We did have someone from Canada, but they she ended up backing now. But she she did register, so we almost had one from Canada.
1: Oh, it's almost um, international.
0: Getting international. <laughs> yeah,
3: it. Let's yeah. go. So I mean, there's a, like one, two. We got Arkansas, Canada. Oh, sorry, California, um, Florida. Uh, Nisha, have Della you been up there?
1: there? No, and I, everybody always expects me to be there. And the only reason <laughs> why I don't go is because I have so many trips I have to go on for the ACL that I yeah. don't typically go to any other ones. But I don't yeah. blame one, one you. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't
3: blame you there. Um, but we definitely have. Uh, let's see, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota. I mean, we have New Jersey, New Hampshire. I mean, we have them coming from all over the place. Awesome. Um, Washington State.
0: So so, so not I was only gonna busy... I'm going to
3: try to post that graph on the Battle of the Queens page soon, but I forgot about, I forgot I had it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, you so should. So, Not, not only busy organizing the tournament, but also busy offseason for you, pretty much going out there and signing a lot of big names. We had a few of them. We did the uh, partner reveal there for Derek and Alex. So can I talk about your AAR squad this season?
3: Um, I'm not really good about that, but... <laughs>
0: um right. we can, have can, you, can you name every single one of them
3: <laughs> yeah name
1: all of them. So they're good
3: <laughs> oh, God. that was more of brad's doing like i don't know he was all into you know making sure we have a solid and strong team yeah um i don't know
1: yeah no that's that's great i mean i think it's great that you guys take on the pieces that you take on because i know uh, I, I was in a similar position as you. We ran a kids only tournament a couple of years ago. And I, I totally understand and relate about the sponsor thing. It's very yeah. difficult.
2: It's and then managing
1: great. that tournament. We had the same exact experience. We're like all the people are showing up. It's our first one. We have tons of registrations. We're like, oh, I thought maybe we'd get like 20 kids. But right. um, so I can totally relate to all that. It's a big job. Um, so kudos to you for doing it and, and, and making it bigger every year. I think it's so important for the ladies to have this um, and it's yeah. become like a staple for everyone for every year. Um, and everyone that doesn't go, everyone that was there was like, you have to go next year. So yeah. um, you've created yeah, something I'm, really cool.
3: Yeah. I'm hope- And I'm hoping that it just, you know, continues to grow or, you know, at least stay the same. Hopefully I don't, yeah. move- run, which I don't think I, I should. Like I was no. definitely worried with the Vegas tournament this year. Cause um, I think we both, both posted our dates at the same time, literally the same day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh no. So I was kind of worried about that affecting, um, our signups, but obviously it didn't. So I'm very happy that it worked out good. and I'm pretty sure. Sh- and I know he's got his, uh, everyone going He's got a lot of people going to his tournament too. What is it? The oh, crown city? The tournament yeah, base. So it's so, a win-win. Yes. It ended up being good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think we just talked to Frank, said he's going to head out to that one, too. So, yeah, do you guys try and coordinate the tournaments to have it on different dates? Or do you guys Um, talk to each other?
3: Well, I've never talked to him before. I didn't even know about his tournament, so it was kind of like a little bit of a shock. Um, but I think, I think he's already posted his tournament for next year. So that helps me. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's
3: good. Um, but I definitely talk with Josh, um, Keck about the ACL schedule because I, I you know, I want to make sure it's not going to affect ACL or anything like that. Cause I mean, I want the most women to show up as possibly they can. Yeah.
1: So. Yep. Yeah. We almost need like a like a spreadsheet that all the different people can just go put their yeah. events on so you can see when things are and not have to compete yeah. with one another. Um, mm-hmm. But really cool. Well, uh, we so appreciate your time. And I know obviously super busy um, wishing you all the luck for a successful event this weekend. I can't wait to watch all of the women play. And, um, and I think I saw like, there is a blind draw where, where men can play as well. Correct.
3: Yes, we do try to, um, well, it's our regular Friday night AAR blind draw. So since we already have the space, we just, um, I try to make sure I uh, say that it is separate from the Battle of the Queens because a lot of women were like, well, wait, I thought it was women only. Yeah. So, but it is kind of, it is separate. I'm like, yeah, AARs doing their, you know, normal Friday night blind draw. So yes, um, the husbands that come with their wives, it gives them something to do. And I try yeah. to have certain goes, too.
1: So, you know, you want to keep everyone happy. Totally. I think that's super smart. Yep. I like it. Um, and awesome. Well, we'll let you get back to your busy uh, week and weekend. Uh, everybody watch out for the feeds coming from Wally and watch these women um, compete. I'm excited to see how it all falls into place. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Yep. Thank Absolutely.
1: you. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to do Mindset with Mish or me right after this. (laughs) All right. So since we don't have highlights this week, um, we're going to fill this time with a topic that kind of actually came up when Bernie and I were doing ACL Live. He had brought up that sometimes, um, or not sometimes, a lot of the times when things are when games end, then things happen. He'll notice a lot of people make excuses like, oh, well, the board's this or that. And so I wanted to touch on the, the um, why it's so important we don't make excuses, not just because it's annoying, but there's an actual like um, science behind why it's not helpful. And I will guess I'll give the caveat of it's only important if you want to grow in that area. So mm-hmm. if you don't care about like bettering yourself or growing in a certain area, then you can make excuses all you want. But if you actually have the desire to improve yourself or improve this area of your life, then I'm just going to kind of break down what is uh, the dysfunctional part of making excuses and why it's so important you don't. So it actually goes back to uh, my personal training days. And what I would notice is that, um, People automatically assumed that my role as a personal trainer was to basically force them to be accountable to things, and I didn't ever want that role. So I would say, like, okay, this week let's focus on this, this, or that. But then, and then if they didn't do it, they would come back and be like, oh, well, I didn't do my cardio and I didn't do this, but it's because of this and it's because of that. Yeah. And I and I was like, okay, well, um, I don't really care why. It's irrelevant why because it didn't actually help us get anywhere. And if you just do that every single week, we're never going to make any progress. So I made a rule that they're never allowed to give me an excuse. Um, And so what happens uh, in the actual brain is when you can't give an excuse, um, it means you can't let yourself off the hook. Now, I want to be really clear that I also meet this person with kindness and compassion too, because you kind of need both. So if you're not going to make an excuse then you also can't beat yourself up. Otherwise you will once again be stuck. So what that looks like is they'd say, I didn't do my cardio this week because, and I'd say, stop. It's okay that you didn't do your cardio this week. We're not, I don't want to hear why, but I want to understand uh, the pattern of why this is happening. So like without the excuse like what can you say is the pattern? Is it that you don't like doing it? Is it that we, can't fi- that we haven't picked the one that you like? Is it the timing? Is it feel overwhelming? Is it that you don't have energy? Like let's get to the root of the problem and solve there. Um, and so that's how I would treat that. So going into cornhole, um, what that looks like is you lose a game. <laughs> Maybe the boards were slow. Maybe the boards were fast. Whatever the, the, re- the very real variable is that you want to make an excuse about, and I'm not even saying you're saying it to anybody. I'm even saying in your own head, don't allow yourself to make an excuse. Instead, just stop. Meet yourself with kindness and compassion. I lost. That sucks. I don't like to lose. I'm human. It's going to happen. Um, and then if it keeps recurring, you look for the pattern or the cause. So like what, what am I noticing keeps happening um, if I put aside a variable that occurred? Because if it's truly a one-off variable, then guess what? It only... It happens once so yeah, see, if it's a pattern
0: I could take that into consideration for this last weekend because whenever I played advanced you know I was like man those guys just shot better than I did you know they shot like a 10 or something I was missing my blocks and, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it like after I just got all that downtime since I went 0-2 and I'm like dude you got four hours of sleep you know you hung out way too late last night you didn't get any sleep yeah, the definitely. day before that like I was like you put yourself in this situation to go 0-2 you don't practice like." nothing yes, you yes. did leading up to this moment set you <laughs> yes. up for success today <laughs>
1: exactly it's it's very logical right and and that yeah. is literally the conversation yeah. I have when I lose I'm like that's fine like I don't put in hours of practice which I'm not a lot of you who are regular throwers do so I'm not saying that that's the right conversation to have in your head you probably are practicing enough um, and I want to be really cautious when we start problem solving, especially in the moment. I mean, that's an obvious one. I didn't get any sleep. What, you know, blah, blah, blah. But typically what happens is when we lose, we automatically go to, I don't practice enough. Um, and I'm talking about people that are practicing regularly will still come up with that in the moment because that seems like the only logical thing. And it's the only thing you can control. It feels like the only thing you can control. Um, and that's why you go there first in your mind. Um, well, I'm just going to practice more and that's going to fix this problem. And I'm going to caution you not to do that either. But actually sit and let the whole situation kind of have space and time to breathe. And once again, only if it's recurring, do we then look for solutions. Like, okay, what's what's happening here? Um, even with something like maybe you're noticing in that game, I didn't release high enough or I didn't release in the right spot. And so then you're like, I'm going to go drill my release. Even in that situation, I would caution you to pause there because if you know, if you notice that your body will probably just course correct. If you just drop into it and breathe and focus on your being present, I don't even think you need to drill it um, because you already know how to do it. Your arm already knows how to do it. So uh, I guess to kind of summarize Uh, don't make excuses, make, make a rule that you will never make an excuse for why something did or didn't happen. Meet yourself with kindness and compassion the same way you would somebody that you love or a child or a friend or a parent, like how you would come to them and treat yourself that way. And then let there be time and space to let things breathe before you start knee-jerk problem solving. And then, um, If you are someone that already has a pretty high ceiling and you just didn't throw to that ceiling, I wouldn't go and drill things. I would really just focus on getting in your body and trusting that your arm already knows how to do what it needs to do. So you just need to get out of the way and let it do its thing, but you don't need to drill it or, or attack it or, you know, beat it up up, or go with it um, because then you're just fighting with the very thing that you want to be working for you in the best way possible.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of what we talked about here with like my airmail and just kind of the it knows it knows how to go in the hole and knows where to release it and stuff like that. And the airmail for me lately is just I I go to the board and I can just throw it right away. I don't need down and backs. I can just throw it right off the bat. And then whenever I start implementing the strategy part where like I'm going to block and then throw an airmail, that's when things start to get out of line. It's like, okay, my block was out of automation. Yeah. Now he's, now he could sneak around this and now I got to collect that bag. Oh, he's, you know, side by side. Now I got to airmail. And it's like the whole plan was originally to airmail. And then Mm -hmm. it's just one other thing kind of falls out of sequence and it messed me up. But yeah, I think whenever I, I look for a
1: practice,
0: yeah. I think whenever I look for a problem, then I start looking for an excuse, and then I can actually find more problems that I was actually looking for and <laughs> yeah. make more excuses than I originally intended. So
1: it's, yeah, it's a spiraling effect. It is <laughs> there, I would say. But yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely true. And, and if you can get in that habit, you're going to be so much more successful. And, and um, the what you practice so that you never have to think, you practice so that you can be in automation, meaning every response to what happens is automatic. Um, the minute you have to start really thinking is when you're going to, um, decrease your chance of hitting your ceiling. So, um, that's really what practice is for is just to drill at any aspect of automation that you possibly can so that you automatically throw an airmail when this happens so that you automatically step out when this happens. And that, but the strategizing is even automatic, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So you don't, because yeah, yeah. yep. if you're in your head thinking you're not in your body and that's not going to be successful. So, um. Hopefully that's helpful. We're going to take a break and come back with our game right after this. It's time for our game. And we're going to start off with the top four bagger and floor bagger. Let's start with our four bagger of the week. What you got, Wally?
0: Yeah, again, four bagger for me was the bar. Uh, I kind of bragged about it earlier, but I, excuse me. I like the idea of these bars popping up across the country um, we've seen the whole nine yards, probably one of the biggest ones. Then we got like a medium sized one at uh, Great Shots in Detroit. And I, I like the size of this one here. We got about 13 boards. Uh, I think we're set up or 10 boards, something like that. But if it runs smooth, it really doesn't matter the size. Just having a place that you can go into and it'd be specifically for cornhole and provide that ent- entire awesome environment with basically extended family. Um, it's, it's unmatched. I I just had a great time. Um, it was really nice to me to get back to my St. Louis roots and hanging out with my St. Louis family again. And, uh, it was a really, really cool, uh, weekend for me. Um, and then obviously throwing my buddies again that I haven't thrown with in a long time and even just getting back in there and competing with them. was, was really fun. So that's my, that's my top.
1: Love it. Mine is the hundredth episode of around the ACL It's very exciting. And for those of you who don't know the backstory there, you know, I started with girls throw Two, and ACL then approached us and I don't even remember the timing of it all, but it wasn't long before Trey said, um, we want to invite you to host one of our, uh, one of our podcasts. Um, it's going to be like a news podcast. And I just felt so honored that I got selected for that role um, mm-hmm. based on my um a Girls Throw 2 podcast. And so at the time I was uh, doing both of those podcasts and then obviously dropped Girls Throw 2 and then to be invited to do this one with you to kind of replace that one. Um, it's just been an honor and I appreciate the, the trust that the ACL has in me. And for a long time, because I've always been like a solopreneur, I think I've kind of always just felt like, man, I wish somebody else would acknowledge some of these skills that I have. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like it's just like, I'm just doing them by myself and there's like a small group of people who maybe tune into what I do, but like, I, I feel like I'm not utilizing it to the degree that I could, if somebody, if someone else that has a bigger audience could see it. So it felt good to have that finally acknowledged and utilized.
0: Nice. Yeah. No, I actually was bragging on you and uh, I, know, I did the AJ's podcast earlier today and we were kind of bragging on you and they basically said the same thing. I was like, man, she's just amazing at everything that she does. And, I don't see any of it working as well as it could without you being a part of it. So hat off to you for sure.
1: Appreciate that. All right. Floor bagger. What do you have?
0: All right. Uh, so yeah, kind of drastic switch of mood here, but my (laughs) floor bagger, um, the, the, the tragedy that happened in Maine, um, you know, with the, with the shooting, I just can't imagine anything worse than, going to hang out some this could be somebody's only day to get away and relax you know what i mean yeah and for it to turn so drastically because of just idiocy it's it saddens and it's it's disgusting and i hate it
1: It, it's absolutely like impossible for me to even hold in my brain for more than a couple minutes because i just Mm -hmm. i just feel it too much i can't like, and, and that's something I've, I do, like, you know, with the stuff that was happening in, in Israel, too. I'm, I'm Jewish and my whole family's Jewish. And like those things, like for good or for, for better or for worse, I have to literally push them out of my head because I just yeah. can't even yeah. handle what's happening. Um, yeah. And so that's why I don't really post about things and, like I just can't. I can't. It's too much. It's too overwhelming. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing, but that's how I cope. Um, Mine's mine's a lot uh, less yep. intense than that. It's uh, so at the the bracket on Friday that I played in, we won our first game. The second game, I think we all, I think it was like eighteen to nineteen, you know, like somewhere close. And I threw a one to lose. I threw a one, Wally.
0: <laughs> Mish, I am actually going to make you feel a little bit better here because Okay, okay, good. Right- Whenever I played comp singles, this was day three, by the way. So day four of me throwing in a row after my birthday shots and celebrations and then four hours of sleep every single day. I started off the first game. I threw a two. Luckily, my <laughs> opponent threw a three. So he only scored one point that round. my very next match. I threw a one and she threw a nine. So she scored eight points on me first round. And then my next match I scored a three. So yeah. So I started off with a one, a two, and a three in comp singles. So
1: hey, but you were improving. Um. You were moving on up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know if I went two and two. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It was just not well. Oh
1: my God. That does make me feel better though. Oh. We lost it though. It was definitely on me. All right. (laughs) Send it or board it.
0: All right, send it aboard board it. Um, Should I, I guess, send it and fly out to Oroville early before Australia and hang out for some blind draws and stuff, or just board it and go straight to Australia?
1: Ooh, when is that?
0: Uh, December 1st, November 30th.
1: December 1st. I feel like we have a Cornell tournament that weekend. Pause. Potentially, Ah. definitely send it. (laughs) I mean, always send it. You're always welcome to come to Oroville and Hang out with us, but there could be even more of an incentive to send it. How about that? Yeah,
0: yeah. The first, the first flight, or the the one flight that makes sense, like waking up at four o'clock in the morning, or like flying the entire day. I mean, it's a twenty hour process to get to Australia. I'm just like, it, it yeah. all would basically hinge on a forty eight minute layover in LAX, and I'm like, ah, that's too risky. I'd rather oh, get. No, to, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'd rather get to California and then be able to make sure I'm there like an hour early before my flight.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would totally not have that small of a connection window. Absolutely not. Uh, so, yeah, send it and potentially right. really send it. So, so, potentially super send it. <laughs> nope. um, okay. Mine is Alan Rawls in the top five. Do you oh, put Alan it. Rawls in the top? You're sending it. Bernie yeah, send didn't it. even put him in his top 10.
0: There, there's three top ones right now for me Alan Rawls, Ryan Windsor, and Ryan Trader.
1: Okay.
0: Not in that order. I'm just saying those yeah. guys. Yeah, just they're up they they haven't lost yet
1: i know so i I send it i put oh no wait i put them at seven so i guess i'm boarding it but but it's just like a funny topic with this alan rawls thing okay would you rather okay let's see. we've been the same one
0: all right so would you rather be on the front line with the kiddos out there trick-or-treating where you get to see (laughs) all the decorations and stuff or would you rather be at home getting to hand out the candy and see all the costumes I have the
1: same exact, would you rather? I said, take your kid trick-or-treating or pass out candy at home.
0: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Happy now, Halloween. Everybody. The reason why is
1: because that, that is the the question for tonight because we're going to my friend's house and you know, either the, either, either the dads take the kids trick-or-treating mm-hmm. and we stay home, pass out candy or vice versa. Um, I would, I would actually rather stay at home because I've never had, um, a house where kids come to the, I've never been in a neighborhood that has kids. So this will be the first time that I can actually pass out candy ever. Um, so I am I really want to do it, which is trick-or-treating. We've done, you know, a few times. So yeah. I'm going to say stay at home. What about you?
0: Well, we we used to decorate the entire yard. I mean, you we basically have seven houses on our street. At the top of the street, you look down, you see lights and everything spooky sounding coming from us down the road, you look up, you see, uh, like, everyone's like, kind of like, what's this house with yeah. fog pouring out in the street? You're, the, you're look the cool at house. We are the cool yeah. house, and um, we would always have actors where we'd like, scare parents.
2: And oh, my gosh
0: like, <laughs> like, the parents that would be, like, push their kid, like, go, 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 go up there. You no, know, nah, you're getting targeted, bro. I'm coming right after you. <laughs> I, would, I would see them down the street, and I would hide across the street on the car, so whenever they're pushing kids to the house, I would sneak up behind them and be like, what kind of parent You're are you evil like, yeah i would hate so you good. yeah so we 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 have a blast <laughs> scaring the kids
1: oh i like to scare the living daylights out of children's yeah. and adults but hey that's what i do no i don't like to be scared wally i'm not i'm, I'm boarding that <laughs> boarding that all day uh but no we'll see what happens tonight it's up to nick you know he's the one that's been working out you know in the yeah. heat so Whichever one he wants is what we'll do, but all right, we are all done. Um, Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you guys all next time.